Welcome to another episode of the Proverbs for Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Adam Peak. Today is July 18th, and as I discovered in the middle of my podcast from last week, I have already gone through Proverbs chapter 11 and 18 and 25, and so this week we'll be taking a look at a few other verses from chapter 18. Uh, if you want to listen to the first one, it was the episode on April 18th. And I got to cover uh, quite, uh, quite a few amazing verses, uh, the idea of isolation, uh, isolating yourself from other people in terms of decision making and being slack in your work and, you know, finding uh, certainty in God. Those are kind of some of the topics that I got to review. So if you want to go back and listen to Proverbs chapter 18 from April 18th, you can do that. But uh, I'm going to talk about our language, our speech, and how we carry ourselves and the words that we say. Um, I think one of, you know, the song from when you were a kid or the saying, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Uh, That's not true. Words have meaning. Words have power. The stuff that we say uh, actually does carry a lot of weight. And God knows this, and in Proverbs, he speaks to this uh, at length. In Proverbs 18, uh, you can, if you want to read along, again, uh, I'm reading in the ESV translation of the Bible, the best Bible translation that you can uh, ever get is the one that you will read. So I just use the ESV because it's the one that I have and I can write in it. Uh, So let's go to verse 4. So uh, Proverbs 18, verse 4. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. You see this idea and this imagery. Imagine uh, living in an agrarian society uh, like they would have lived in during the time this would have been written. This imagery of of a river being a fountain of life in uh, Psalms chapter 1. Uh, David writes that that we would be like trees planted by streams that are yielding fruit and season. This idea of this beautiful river or a bubbling brook. So our words are deep and they are powerful and they can give life, right? The fountain of wisdom comes from the same imagery. Our words kind of share what our wisdom is. It is the practical outpouring of, of our heart out of the the overflow, the abundance of the heart is how the mouth speaks. And so if you want to know what somebody believes, well, you have to listen to their words. I mean, see their actions as well. If their actions don't line up with their words, then obviously there's an issue. But the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. It is not good to be partial to the wicked or to deprive the righteous of justice. Let's come back to that here in a second. Uh, continuing on, a fool's lips, verse 6, walk into a fight, and his mouth invites a beating. A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are a snare to his soul. The words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. So you see this imagery that the author is bringing up, this idea of water and the beauty and the power of wisdom. But then also, what is, what is the opposite of that? A fool, uh, a fool's words, a fool's lips, get them into fights. 
A fool's mouth invites beating. A fool's mouth is his ruin. His lips are a snare to his soul. So again, this contrast that we see all throughout Proverbs. And I think about this uh, in, in my job a lot because I have to talk to a lot of people. If you are in business development or if you're in sales, you have to talk to a lot of people internally and externally. And oftentimes, if you were to go all the way down to, uh, let me see here, where is it? Uh, verse 13, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. Oftentimes our words in sales and in business development, our words get us into a lot of trouble because we talk before we listen. We are to be slow to speak, slow to become angry and quick to listen Uh, It says in the book of James, this should be the posture and the position of everybody in the workplace. We should desire to understand prior to speaking. We should ask questions not to lead or to manipulate or to coerce, but really to gain understanding, to gain wisdom. Because as we gain this wisdom, we are creating this beautiful stream of water, this bubbling brook of wisdom that we can then outpour a life into our customers, our prospects, into our community, into our uh, co-workers. You know, nobody wants to be around a fool who's continually walking into fights. But I think we've all worked with that person. You know, the one who's always running off and spouting off at meetings and getting themselves in trouble. Don't be that person. It's unwise, number one. And number two, if you are a Christian, I would say it's unbiblical. Uh, it, it is sinful to, to carry yourself And that way, I did say that I wanted to come back to verse five because uh, verse five in in the midst of everything, everything that we have going on, uh, I just want, I want to be unequivocal about this. And And I've spoken about this before. The Bible is abundantly clear. You'll hear people who will say, only preach the gospel and don't care about, you know, don't talk about social justice. I just preach the gospel. You cannot do that. It is impossible to divorce justice. Jesus even says, he condemns the Pharisees. He says, you are so concerned about tithing of dill and mint and cumin, but you ignore weighty matters of the law. Peace, love, justice. I think mercy is in some translations, but justice is a weighty matter of God. We see it here in verse five. It is not good to be partial to the wicked or to deprive the righteous of justice. And so when we see people like Brian Stevenson, if you have not watched Just Mercy, I don't know if it's still free or not, but it was free on every streaming channel. I highly recommend you watch it. What they are doing uh, with the Equal Justice Initiative is, is powerful and should be backed by every believer. Do we not want justice? Do we not want for people who are wrongly accused to be set free? This should be the heartbeat of the church and four people who are who who call themselves Christians. Um, so I didn't want to just skip over that because it's it's such an appropriate, it's it's thematic throughout the entirety of the Bible, and I felt uh, I felt really compelled uh, to speak to that. Uh, so let's go let's go back to this idea of our speech. Sorry, I'm I'm being a little all over the place, but I want to come back to this idea of speech. Um, speech and justice do go hand in hand. You know, when, when somebody is not free to speak or to speak on their own behalf or to share their story or whatever it is, then their speech is muted. So there is a connecting point there. And that's probably why we find it kind of sandwiched here uh, in between these verses. But the last one here, uh, the one 
who states his case first seems right. So verse 17, until the other comes and examines him. So as you are going about carrying yourself and speaking and sharing and doing these things, uh, as, as you're sharing, you know, your opinions or whatever it is, you need to hold that stuff loosely. Uh, it, let's say you're in a business meeting and you think for sure you are right. The minute that you lock that away into a vault in your mind where you cannot be changed, you become so resolute in that opinion uh, that you are unwilling to listen to other people, uh, you actually lose your effectiveness at your job. If you are unwilling to change, we'll say it's methodologies. So uh, I, I think it was, uh, it might've been Mark Driscoll, I think at some point in time, talked about this idea of closed-fisted principles and open-handed methods. Mark Driscoll's a pastor uh, who was a pastor in Seattle. Then he had, uh, he got fired and all sorts of bad stuff happened. He's a pastor now in Phoenix. I haven't really followed him much since he was at Mars Hill, but he talked about closed-fisted principles. So you can have principles that you're like, I'm resolute in this principle. So let's say again, I'll speak to sales and marketing professionals. If you are in sales, a principle is you have to reach out to people. Like that's part of your job. That is a principle. The methodology of doing that, you should be open to shifting. And when we make our methods closed-fisted principles, we get in a lot of trouble. Similarly, when we start looking at how we carry ourselves socially, when we care how we carry ourselves personally, if we are resolute in open-handed methods or things that should be held loosely, if we make those our principles, we get into trouble. The one who states his case first seems right. So you think that you're right until the other comes and examines him. So are you willing to be examined? Are you willing to be open to new information? If you are unwilling to, if you're like, nothing can change my mind about this particular issue, and maybe you have those issues, but if you're like, nobody could ever, ever, ever change my mind, and you're going to walk into a business meeting with somebody that you know has a different opinion, I would say it's probably not the right time for you to walk in. I would probably steer clear of that particular meeting because you may you may be causing more division you know the the project maybe might not be able to move forward if you're going to engage in a topic socially on social media and you're like i i am not willing to have my mind changed on this i need to prove that i am right this is this is dangerous it's dangerous it's it's hurting business communities it's hurting church communities it's hurting actual communities it's hurting a lot of us because everyone is right in their own mind. The ability to have your mind changed with new information is, is sorely lacking today in our business place and in our social functions. And what's happening is people, if we go back to the mouth, fools are just running their mouths, oftentimes talking to nobody in particular. And, and even worse, they're talking to people who are, who are either ignorant on the topic and so therefore they are influencing them and bringing them into their own tribe and causing destructive tribalism. There's good, there's good things about tribes and there's destructive tribalism that becomes divisive and destructive in the workplace and in our social community. So uh, Proverbs chapter 18, you know, check your mouth, check the things that you're saying. Be slow to speak, be quick to listen. This should be our posture and, and how we carry ourselves as we navigate some really, really difficult things. So next week, uh, we'll go ahead and look at Proverbs chapter 25. Again, we'll speak to some different verses. I hope everybody has a, a good week. Hope everyone stays safe.
please, please stay safe, care for other people, uh, put your neighbor above yourself, and we'll talk to you later.